Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, recapping some of my takeaways from Kentucky's 86 to 76 victory at South Carolina Tuesday night in Columbia. It was a really odd box score when you look at it. We're going to dive into all the good for Kentucky, dive into a little bit of the bad, but the biggest takeaway, obviously, is Kentucky now on a five-game winning streak. They they found a way to get a victory at a place where they've struggled some under John Calipari. I know that's Kentucky's first win in Columbia since the 2016 season uh, when John Calipari was ejected down there and Tyler Ewis kind of led the team, uh, Jamal Murray, that group. And uh, so a, a big win for Kentucky. Uh, going to a place where they've struggled, getting dominated on the offensive glass, losing the the points off turnover battle. South Carolina takes 22 more shots than Kentucky does, yet the Wildcats still come away with the win. And a takeaway for me in, in recent weeks is how this team wins games in different ways. You had the grounded out game at Texas A&M. You had another grounded out rock fight at Alabama last weekend where uh, Alabama could not hit a three, Kentucky – played it at a pace and did what they wanted to do. They can beat you in so many different ways. We've seen them blow Tennessee off the floor. We've seen them dominate Kansas. The way that they've played, honestly, going all the way back to the Notre Dame game on December 11th, that's that's my takeaway from that is Kentucky's just been a different team since then. You, you throw in the two losses to LSU and Auburn, and, and I'm not using this as an excuse, but we don't know how those games play out if Ty Ty Washington doesn't get hurt or Xavier Wheeler uh, doesn't run into into a screen like we have no idea what the end result would have been I, I do think that they would have won the LSU game for sure and they were playing so well in the game against Auburn that Kentucky would have had a better chance of winning at the end if they had Ty Ty we've seen how valuable Ty Ty Washington is to this team so this is a team that hasn't lost at full strength since December 11th uh, Joe Lenardi has now elevated Kentucky to a one seed in his NCAA tournament bracketology the last one seed there so Entering the game against Kansas, Kentucky was sitting as a three. And now they're up to a one in projections. That's how well Kentucky's playing. Interesting, though, that they did drop to number five in the net rankings today. Uh, let me pull up and see who jumped them. And, and that's going to fluctuate de depending on things. Uh, but they are down to number five. Uh, Gonzaga's one, Houston two, Arizona three, and Purdue four. So obviously Purdue – had the win against Illinois last night. Kentucky had the win against South Carolina. Purdue is seven and two in quad one games where Kentucky is five and four. So when you look at some of those things, that's why they fluctuate. Now, Kentucky is going to have quad one opportunities remaining. I know you all might be sick of me saying this. They've got five quad one games remaining out of seven games. So Florida at home Saturday is a quad two. And then you've got four straight quad ones at Tennessee, Alabama at Rupp, LSU at Rupp, and then at Arkansas, who picked up a huge win versus number one Auburn uh, last night at Bud Walton Arena. And then Kentucky goes and plays Ole Miss at Rupp Arena. That's a quad three. And then at Florida is a quad one. But here's the interesting thing about it. Five regular season quad ones. That SEC tournament, depending on how the, how the bracket plays out, neutral site floor, you could get three straight quad one opportunities there. I know for at least two quad one opportunities, depending on uh, no upsets and things like that in the quarterfinal and rounds and semifinal rounds. But Kentucky has an opportunity to continue strengthening, strengthening that resume. Uh, sitting at number two in Ken Palm, offensive efficiency went up to fourth. Defensive efficiency did drop a couple of spots to uh, 13th, but Kentucky's still in a good spot. But let's dive into this box score a little bit. I was talking about 
uh, how it's an interesting one. It's really when you look at it and you, the as a coach, I go to a couple of, of key categories every time I look at a box score. I look at turnovers, points off turnovers, second chance points, and, and the rebounding battle. Well, Kentucky turned it over 16 times. Uh, when I know we talked about that South Carolina would do that. Uh, that's that's what they kind of feed off of. Uh, South Carolina got 23 points off those 16 Kentucky turnovers. South Carolina, on the other hand, only turned it over 11 times, but Kentucky got 13 points off those 11 turnovers. But then you go down to the rebounding battle. Uh, South Carolina wins the rebounding battle. Third straight game, Kentucky's lost that category. But second chance points for South Carolina to have had 22 offensive rebounds, 17 second chance points is a pretty low number given that many offensive rebounds. And here's why. Kentucky had eight offensive rebounds, so 14 uh, fewer than South Carolina, and only lost the second chance points battle by four points, 13 to 17. So 40 points total, Kentucky surrendered via points off turnovers and second chance points. Kentucky shot 60 shots. South Carolina shot 82. And Kentucky won a 10-point game on the road. That right there tells me that this is a good basketball team, that they can win games when the odds are stacked against them. Ty-Ty Washington goes to the bench in the first half with two fouls. Oscar Sheboy follows him with two fouls. Ty-Ty's were uh, just kind of some bad luck on block charge calls. One of them was reversed early in the game. And then I thought that the second foul, I thought Ty-Ty had already left his feet when the South Carolina player lifted his right leg to establish position. So just a, it's a bad break there by, for Ty-Ty, but he bounced back in the second half. And to me, he has emerged as Kentucky's go-get-a-bucket guy. Anytime Kentucky needs a basket, Ty-Ty's there. Whether it's somebody going under on a pick-and-roll and he'll and he'll pop one, he'll get downhill and get to that floater, he'll finish with his left or his right hand, he'll get a steal and a dunk in transition, shoot a step-back three, a long two. Like, he has so many things that he can do when he gets in his bag. Very hard to stop on the offensive end. Oscar Shibway. What more can you say about the guy? I mean, he comes out last night, has a slow first half. I mean, two rebounds, six points. Obviously, that is, that is not what Oscar Shibway normally does. Now, South Carolina was getting a lot of offensive rebounds, some of those that Oscar usually grabs. But then he comes back with a huge second half to finish with 18 points, 14 rebounds, 9 of 12 shooting, had two assists, three blocks, two steals. I said this the other day, he is going to finish top 10 on the single season list for steals in UK history if he gets a deep run in the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. I mean, he's already, I think, at 46 steals, and I think he needs 66 or 65 to get to the top 10 for single season list. And that, that is definitely doable for Oscar. But I think that the second half last night kind of shows you why he is the national player of the year. He, he comes out, he, he dominates, he gets Kentucky going. Uh, he was catching lobs, finishing over his left and right shoulder, running the floor harder than anyone. I mean, the guy that was guarding him was just absolutely gassed. Uh, had no no energy left to even kept, keep up with Oscar. And that's something that stands out about Sheboy this year. His ability to rim run significantly changes Kentucky and what they do in transition. I know I had clips uh, from the first half there where Sheboy runs the rim. He guts it right up the middle. Sarver Wheeler threads a pass in there dunks it, and then a couple possessions later, 
Oscar rim runs again, and South Carolina has to collapse because of the threat for him to score, and it leaves Kellen Grady wide open for a transition three. So Oscar Sheboy's energy and effort and being the hardest worker on the team changes what Kentucky does, and it opens up so much for everyone else. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Another guy I want to talk about, Kellen Grady. Uh, Ten shot attempts last night. I know he didn't take many shots at Alabama. He was two of six from three-point range. He had 12 points. Jacob Toppin, 10 points, four or five shooting, had an 8-0 run of his own in the first half before he went down with an ankle injury. Uh, No update on Jacob Toppin, but uh, I'm assuming that he'll be okay. Not sure on his status for the Florida game, but he did miss the second half. Davion Mintz comes off the bench. He had six threes versus South Carolina a year ago. He was three of five last night from three-point range, 10 points, two rebounds, two assists. And then uh, the other guy that you got to talk about and probably should have uh, led off with him after Oscar and Ty Ty would be Keon Brooks Jr. The emergence of Keon Brooks Jr. at the four spot has changed everything that this team wants to do. And I think that this team had final four potential, second weekend potential, maybe even win a national championship if everything falls into place with – an inconsistent Keon Brooks Jr. I think their backcourt's that good, and I think Oscar's that good. But what Keon has done in the last five games has taken Kentucky to another level and the consistency that he's playing with right now. And uh, I'll share the numbers here. So in the last five games, he's 31 of 59 from the floor, 22 of 28 from the free throw line. That number really stands out. 84 points, 32 rebounds, and 10 assists. The, the reason the free throws stand out to me is that number and that total of of free throws from the four spot tells me that he's being aggressive. You saw him flying in for rebounds last night. He had a left-handed finish off a post-up, mid-range jumpers, uh, dunks in transition, catching lobs. Like Keon Brooks has whatever the light switch was, it's flipped on, and it's taken Kentucky to new heights this season. And if he has that type of production, I don't know if there's a team out there that that beats Kentucky, given so many – options and ways to beat you like six guys reached double figures last night ty ty washington keon brooks kellen grady oscar sheboy jacob toppin and davion manson one of those dudes didn't even play for the last half of the first half and the entire second half in toppin savir wheeler hasn't hit a shot since the kansas game oh of five last night he did hit four of six from the free throw line four points four rebounds 11 assists five turnovers and i know a lot of people want to talk about uh, the turnovers and the four shots. My thing is, Savir Wheeler has to eliminate the long twos, the ones that have plenty of time on the shot clock, coming down in transition, crossover, pull up from 16, 17 feet. Got to cut them out. That's not his game. 
and it shouldn't be that. That's not a good shot if he's standing wide open. The only time that shot should be taken if there's about three seconds on the shot clock and he's got to get one up on the rim because then Oscar Sheboy has a chance to go get a rebound. Any other time, that's a bad shot, and it pretty much qualifies as a turnover. But I'll say this. Some of the turnovers that he had now, he got loose with the basketball late in the game and led to a transition basket and uh, points off turnovers there for South Carolina. But some of the turnovers that he has, I live with those because if he's doing that, he's going to give you a lot more good. The 11 assists last night and, and some of the passes he made in transition, he had back-to-back plays there late in the game where I think he hit Keon Brooks and I know he hit Oscar Shibway. Might have been both. Actually, it's both the Shibway. He had the, the, the lob to Shibway and then he got down the lane and wrapped one around. And that's what you get with him. His game is built on getting two feet in the paint, but not just mid-range in the paint. He has to get deep to the rim, get the defense to collapse, and wrap it around. You're going to have some turnovers there along the baseline. But as long as he's getting 11 assists, I can live with the three to four turnovers a game. You, you take away the one there late, and I live with 11 to four. And then one of them was a lob to Sheboy where I actually think Oscar was being held and a foul probably should have been called. Uh, but he does have to eliminate the long two-point attempts. Those are the, the – that's the part of his game that annoys me. And the one thing that actually concerns me about when you get into tournament play, does that habit kind of pop up in the final four minutes of a game? Does he feel like he needs to take a shot attempt? I, I think he's pressing offensively with the shot. I think that he he knows that he hasn't hit a shot in a long time and he's just trying to get one to go through. That's not his role. He needs to be a guy that doesn't even have to worry about scoring. I actually think that Oscar uh, that that Xavier Wheeler doesn't have to hit a shot for Kentucky to win a national championship. You had six guys in double figures and he had 11 assists and four points. If he averages four, five, six points a game and gets that high assist number, defends his tail off, pushes the pace and in, in transition. Xavier Wheeler in that version is the one of the best point guards in the country and good enough to lead Kentucky to a national championship. So that's what I want to see uh, moving forward. Now, we know Kentucky has Florida at Rupp Arena on Saturday afternoon. Another big game. Kentucky now up to 20 wins on the season, 20-4, and 9-2 and two in the SEC. That SEC race is, is still up for grabs. Auburn lost. They still have a road trip to Tennessee. Now, granted, Auburn's schedule isn't that difficult, but they have struggled for some games. They struggled on the road at Missouri. Georgia took them to the wire. And then they lost at Arkansas. That game for Kentucky at Arkansas here in a couple of weeks, going to be a big-time matchup. Uh, that's one, if you're looking at Kentucky possibly winning out in the regular season and you're trying to pick a spot where you think Kentucky could possibly lose, and I know uh, they're, they're playing so well, they're going to have chances to win every single game. Obviously, at Tennessee next Tuesday night, a tough one. And then on the road at Arkansas, the, those are the two that really stick out to me. I don't see this team losing at Rupp Arena uh, to Ole Miss, LSU, Alabama, or Florida. Uh, but those road trips at Tennessee, at Arkansas, at Florida, th- that's where you could see Kentucky slip up. And I, I still think that this team will get and could get a one seed if they just lose one game the rest of the way entering the NCAA tournament. Uh, but Arkansas – Really good performance for them last night versus Auburn. That's a team that in January I thought could could struggle their way through SEC play. I know they lost a game to Vandy there early in SEC play, and I think they lost one to Texas A&M, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull up and double-check that before I, I move on. I don't want to tell you all something to be incorrect here. Uh, so, yeah, they, they lost three straight games to start league play 
at Mississippi State versus Vandy at home, and then at Texas A&M. So an 0-3 start in the league. And now they have won, let's see, four, five, six, nine straight games, one of those being against West Virginia in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, beating Missouri. They've won on the road at LSU. They got revenge against Texas A&M on the road at Ole Miss. They, they beat Georgia by 26 at Georgia. And then uh, Mississippi State and Auburn in the last two games. They have a road trip to Alabama on Saturday. They still play Tennessee twice. They play Kentucky. They play at Florida. They play LSU. Uh, that's a team that, that's making some noise in the SEC and, and could make some noise in the NCAA tournament as well. So that'll be a tough game for Kentucky here in a few weeks. That game we played on Saturday, February 26th. Uh, but Kentucky, another win, five-game winning streak, 20 wins on the year, a lot of good. Oscar Sheboy records his 18th double-double of the season. That's second in the country. His 11th straight game with double-figure rebounds. That is actually the, the longest streak since Dan Issel recorded 12 straight games of double-figure rebounds in the 1969-1970 season. So Oscar Sheboy, once again, continues to do uh, record-breaking things. We'll see what happens on Saturday, where Kentucky goes from here. I'm planning a mailbag episode. I've got a couple of guest episodes coming up as well. going to try to get Derek on a mailbag here pretty soon. And uh, hopefully you stick with us and continue listening to Kentucky Daily. I met a couple of our listeners last night in Columbia. I had a couple of people come up to me. Shane, who enters the mailbag all the time, got to meet him for the first time and had a conversation with him at halftime. And then a couple of people stopped by the press row table and uh, – told me they enjoy this show and sources say as well. So we appreciate you. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. you got three locations, Pineville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. <laughs>